Hi, good morning. It's been a little while since I've been able to do this next verse and finish out Matthew chapter 5. And a big part of that is because it's such a huge, important, difficult verse. I really wanted to spend at least a week sitting on this verse to do my best to walk it out, to live it out, and to challenge myself with it. And as you know, this last week we had the death of George Floyd, the race riots and demonstrations that went all across this nation, and uh, a lot of a lot of strong feelings on a lot of different sides and a lot of points of views and ways of looking at things. And uh, the the greatest point of view of all is this: is that a man's life was taken, was needlessly taken by another man who did not care in the least about his life. And I'm glad that America is in uproar over it. I'm glad that America is upset over it. I'm thankful that I live in a country in a time when one man's life is needlessly taken, irregardless of what that man has done. And all America is in uproar and upset over it. Because it would be far more evil for a man's life to be taken like that and everyone go, oh, well, that happens every day. So I am thankful that we're standing for what's right. We're standing with the black community and we're saying we have got to treat everyone equally. You know, we, we know the Bible teaches that everyone is equal. We're all created in the image of God. So when we look at our life around us, our world, and we don't see equality, we don't see each other treated equally or have equal opportunities, we have to ask ourselves, then what is it in our culture that does not stand with God's word? Because God's word says we're equal. And that's something that our generation is going to have to explore out and is exploring. What is it in our culture today that doesn't stand with the word of God? And I'm thankful to be alive at a time where we're, we're willing to do the, the painful work to look through that. Well, while we're having these growing pains as a country, looking through, you know, how are we still allowing thoughts in our mind towards one another that aren't in line with God's word of equality? That's great to think through that and to make changes. But you can't just change your actions You've got to change your heart. Changing your heart is a key to changing a nation. Each person changing their heart is the key to changing a nation. I think of rain as it falls on the ground. God created this whole giant planet in such of a way so that it is nourished by one raindrop at a time. And it's kept alive. And in the same way, our, our cultures and our nations, everyone... We are kept alive and nourished by one act of genuine kindness and change of heart at a time. You might feel insignificant, like your decisions and your actions don't do a whole lot for, for the country or for the big vision of a whole. But I'm telling you, yours do make a big difference. And be thankful that you're alive at a time when everyone is watching and listening. And, and every word of your mouth and everything that you do, it's like water nourishing one other person's heart like changing the entire earth one raindrop at a time let's read here in matthew 
chapter 5, our last verse. Because this verse is what America needs, the world needs right now for healing. It's one thing to open the wound and to let out the infection. But it's another thing to sew it back again and heal so that you don't die from that wound. And this is the answer that's coming. Right now we're still letting out. We're letting out the frustration. We're letting out the infection. That needs to happen. But on the back side of this, we're going to need to sew ourselves up and, and begin to heal. And this is the verse that's, that's going to heal us. Matthew chapter 5, verse 43. Jesus said, You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven, who makes the sun to rise on the evil and the good, and sends the rains on the just and the unjust. If you love those who love you, what reward do you have? And if you do, or do not even the tax collectors do the same, and if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even Gentiles do the same. You, therefore, must be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Let's walk through this verse together. Jesus said, you have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor. I find it interesting because Jesus, that's something he says all the time. Love thy neighbor. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor, maybe even for me. And that is the number one ethic of the whole Old Testament. And and any teacher or studier of the Old Testament would have come to the same conclusion, that this is the most important commandment in the entire Bible, to love your neighbor. But he adds on to it something. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. See, there's something added on to the command of God, and that's what religion does. Religion takes a beautiful uh, ethic of God and then adds its own thing onto it that makes it awful, makes it horrible. And that's what he's upset with. Jesus isn't upset here with the law that says to love your neighbor. He's upset with man's interpretation of God's law that says love your neighbor and hate your enemy. That's we're not we're not supposed to add things to the Bible and add things to God's word. God's word is perfect. When you start adding things to it is when things start getting messy and and you know, think about it. Hate your enemy. No, we're not supposed to ever hate our enemies. So Jesus is correcting that for us and he says, "But I say, Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. So you're supposed to love your neighbor and love your enemy. Remember the parable of the the, the man, the good Samaritan, when the man was attacked on his way from Jericho and to Jerusalem. And the scribe, the Pharisee, was saying, Who is my neighbor? And by the end of it, the neighbor was just whoever, whoever shows the man mercy, whoever shows the man kindness. And Jesus wants us to grasp this, that you really have no enemy in Christ, no enemy in God. All are potential brothers and sisters in Christ. When God looks down at the world, he doesn't see the world and think just, oh, look at all these enemies I have. 
He looks down at the world and he says, look at all of these beautiful people I've created and potential sons and daughters. I love them all. Pray for those who persecute you. Your enemy is the one who stands in the way of you, who stands against you and says bad things about you and tries to hold you back. Pray for them. I encourage you this week, practice praying for people that are against you, whether on a large scale or small scale, and you'll notice a change in your own heart. He says, so that you may be sons of your father who is in heaven. Earlier in Matthew chapter 5, it says, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Peacemakers are those that are the, the ones that are seen and known as the children of God. And peacemakers here also are those who love their enemies and pray for those who persecute them persecute you. That's how we bring about peace and healing, is loving our enemies, praying for those who persecute us. But we're only going to be able to do that if we're sons and daughters of God. We can't take sides with man and not have enemy. Men create enemies. God creates children. So he goes on and he says, for he makes the sun to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the just and unjust. Think about that for a second. God doesn't look down from heaven and say, I'm going to let the sun and the rain come and bless the good farmer, but I'm going to hold back the sun and the rain from the evil farmer. No, that's not what the, Jesus says the Father does. The Father sends the rain and the sun on both the good and the evil farmer. So we're supposed to be the same way. We send our son and our reign on the good and evil farmer. We send our prayers, our blessing, and our love on our good friends and those who persecute us that are like enemies because we don't have enemies in Christ. We love our enemies. Verse 46, For if you love those who love you, what reward do you get? Do not even tax collectors do the same. And tax collectors were like thugs. They were the gangsters. Do not even gangsters do the same. Do not even drug lords greet other drug lords and are kind to other drug lords. Yes, they do. I guess if they're in the same cartel. So Jesus is saying, don't don't just be like a cartel drug lord leaders. Be different. Love those who don't love you back. Ouch. My friend, this is difficult. This is not easy. I know. I'm not throwing this out there saying I'm Mr. Robo Christian and I got this down. I'm saying the day's coming soon when Sam Mather is going to be put to the test with this verse and it's going to be difficult, but it's going to be good because I have the Bible and I have the word of God to guide me through that time. And I have this word to heal my heart and help me not carry anger and bitterness around in my heart. Thank you, Jesus. So if you greet those who greet you, what you know, what more are you doing than others? Don't even Gentiles do the same. Everyone greets those who greet them. So the important thing here is not just that we, we love our enemies, that we also greet our enemies. Say hi. Smile. Give elbow bumps or shake hands if you're okay with that. Man, Things have changed a lot in this last two months, hasn't it? God bless us all. Help us through this time. I was in the grocery store the other day, and I looked over, and I, I saw a black man, and he looked up. We made eye contact, and we looked away. I think we both were wanting to greet one another, but are just, you know, used to not bugging each other. And uh, I didn't know him. He didn't know me, but we looked back up at each other, and he looked at me, and... uh 
he smiled. He says, good. He says, how you doing? Good morning. And it just blessed my heart so much to see him so eager to want to reach out to someone of another race and say, good morning. And I smiled at him and I said, good morning. And I, I just in my thought, heart thought, way to go, man. Good job. You you broke the silence, you broke through, and you went that extra mile to greet me. So I just encourage you, you know, open doors. Be be especially attentive. You know, I had a friend tell me African-American woman was coming in and at a store, and she had some bags, and he stood there at the door and held the door open for like 30 seconds so she could make it through. And as she was coming through, he said, this is for you, ma'am. Have a good day. And she said, thank you, sir. Thank you. Go out of your way this week. If you're white, go out of your way to greet and show kindness to someone that's black. And and if you're black, go out of your way to show kindness and greet those who are white. If you're a police officer, go out of your way to show and value someone that's black. And if you're black, go out of your way to show a police officer some kindness today. I don't know, leave, leave a wreath at the police station. Uh, go buy, bake them cookies and say, hey, I, I'm African-American and uh, I want you to know that I know most of you, vast majority of you are good, good men, good women. And I want to say thank you for your service. And just kindness and love. This is this is Christ's way, my friend. I'm not talking about the world's way. I'm talking about a a higher plane of living here. And he goes on at the end and he says, You therefore must be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. And I just want to encourage you with that. Jesus is not saying that if you're not perfect, then you're not my child. He's saying you are my child, so your destiny is perfection. Think about that. You are not a person born in hate, born of the seed of this world and its thinking. You are a child of God who was born of heaven, of the seed of God. His DNA lives in you. You will be, you shall be, and you must be perfect. Not because you're trying to be approved of God, but because you've been approved, adopted, signed, sealed, and infused with the seed of Jesus Christ. And you must be, you shall be, it is your destiny to be like him. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for giving us light, shedding light on our path. I pray for all of us, Lord, that you would remove bitterness and anger and hatred from our heart. I pray, Lord God, that we would not follow the narratives of the news station, the narratives of uh, different sides and opposing sides, but I pray we would follow our narrative, which is the narrative of Christ. It was just as relevant today as it was 2,000 years ago. Loving our neighbors, praying for those who persecute us is the way to sow the wound and heal the infection. Lord, I thank you for this time that we've been able to let out the infected uh, racism and thinking wrong and unequal thoughts about each other and our nation. Thank you that we're letting it out, God. It's a good time. But a good time is going to give way to an even better time. Help us, Lord, as Christians to be that drop of rain, to fall on the ground around our home, our families, our neighborhoods, and our workplaces. Help us to go out of our way to do small acts, to dream big, but think small. It's in the small, God that the ground is nourished. I pray for my brothers and sisters that you give them pure hearts and pure minds, ready to love just as you love. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.